0: I hate those guys.
1: Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. My name is John Joe O'Neill, and you're listening to the Honest Actors Podcast.
0: Happy Christmas Mother Hubbards. This is episode six of the Honest Doctors Podcast series three, sponsored by Today Ticks. Episode six, sponsored by Today Ticks. Nice. This is my interview with John Joe O'Neill. But before I let you hear that, I have to tell you about Today Ticks. If you want great offers on theatre tickets... Actually, I'm going to do this more Belfast in honour of our interview with, with John Joe. If you want great offers on theatre tickets, access the day seats on your mobile and exclusive front row lotteries. You need the DayTix. The ticketing app lets you see theatre differently. To get tickets with no queues, no fuss, download the DayTix now from the App Store and Google Play. I mean, I'm guessing they're going to have a problem with that, but <laughs> whatever. So... John Joe uh, this was recorded at the Pinter Theatre he was doing Pinter at the Pinter lucky bastard uh, and this was done in October of this year it was lovely to chat to another actor from West Belfast where I'm from so if you enjoy it please do share your favourite bits you know the hashtag it's best of honest actors you can follow us on Twitter at Honest Actors Facebook.com forward slash Honest Actors The blogs have been going up for the past month at honestactors.com. Actors.com It's been my hand over my mouth there at Honest com. and uh, you know if you're bored over Christmas if your family's getting too much for you if you've already done the bit where you drag yourself off to the garage with a bottle of port and a blanket then maybe just you know take yourself off to uh, you know lie under the car uh, with your laptop or your are iPad or something and read some blogs. bit of privacy, a bit of quiet and a bit of uh, solace, a bit of identification with some other actors. Here it is anyway. Episode six of series three of the Honest Actors podcast with John Joe O'Neill. Enjoy. So first of all, I'm set up. Didn't that good? Didn't take too long. And I was yeah. talking a lot of shit. That's, just, that's not the sound. Do you know when you jump up and down and you hear your own belly?
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. What,
0: what is that? After water, it must be the yeah. food. But then, but sometimes you drink water and you jump up and down and wanting no. to hear the sound. And it's not. And why is that sound not the kind of sound of freaks you but yet your heartbeat, when you hear your heartbeat, it's like, oh, fuck, it, I can to hear my heartbeat. But that sound, oh. when you jump up and down. Well, well I think it's logical, because
1: it, it, there's something very simple about the thought that there's water in there, and it's like a little, kind of, you know, know a little container, and it, it yeah. should
0: do that. Yeah, so when it doesn't do it, but you're it like... do
1: it, it's like, oh, that's weird, I just don't understand myself.
0: I mean, probably the weirdest start to one of the interviews I've had so far, but you know you've got oh, to go started? with the mm-hmm. flow. Aye, that's uh, that's basically how how the episode the John Joe episode begins.
1: Oh, cheers. <laughs> I bought Jonathan a, a, a ginger shot from Pret. Yeah. From manger. Uh, I've gone for the. It's spicy. Oh, it will be. It will be. This I've gone for orange turmeric and cayenne because I like it hot. <clears throat>
0: it's, uh, it would be, would we'd be saying that that's good for you. Ginger? Mm.
1: Ah, right, ginger's good for you.
0: I bought wards too much off, ginger. W-
1: wards off colds.
0: Mm. Well, I bought approximately one kilo of ginger accidentally in the <laughs> test quarter this week. <laughs> a kilo? Fuck me, that's a lot of
1: I ginger. I think I
0: meant to say 100 grams, but oh, like, right, right. I put, uh, somehow I ended Obviously up with size
1: of a, a, s- a size of hand?
0: Not I mean you've oh, got... Oh, you, you meant to say it. A- no, what? Sorry, what?
1: You meant to say to them, "Can I have a hundred grams?" Of yeah, because you when know, you
0: fill it in online, you're like, you can't say one oh, it's ginger. Because what's one ginger? So you have to fill in like a weight size, you know, type, type. You know, probably tired, probably stressed, and overworked, underpaid. And Do you know what's good for that? Ginger.
1: <laughs> oh, they started.
0: Uh, <laughs> so, um, first of all, I got sidetracked in the middle of that sentence. First of all. Uh, thank you for taking the time to do this. Um, I've been wanting to chat to you for a long time. Not about this. That sounds very threatening in our accent. <laughs> I've been wanting to chat to you for a long time. Uh, but I've been holding off on the Northern Irish accents because I feel like mine's hard enough to deal with. But now I'm in Series 3, I'm like, welcome. <laughs> do
1: you want me to do an accent? Um...
0: No, that is. Just do your own. <laughs> you don't have an accent. We don't have accents. We don't. What do you mean, oh, no. accent? Um, so... You kind of know the deal. I hope uh, I'm going to ask you some questions. If at any point you feel like you're, you know, under the Paxman grill, then uh, we've entered the wrong podcast. Uh, but you don't have to answer anything. The general kind of vibe is that you can mention people's names, but on the understanding that I'll probably take them out. Okay. So would you? That, that means you may get more dirt out of me. If so,
1: that means what? What will it sound like? would be like oh, like, uh, oh it, I, I worked with it, we, oh, we, oh, we, oh, we, oh, this time Will Young
0: why we, did you we, we, oh, work with we, oh, Will oh, Young oh, we,
1: oh, you've given it away <laughs> he's going <laughs> he's going to be calling his legal team yeah totally I'll leave that to you I'm just going to I'm just going to be honest you're going to be honest I'm just going to be honest Please I'll, I'll leave the dishonest part of it to you Jonathan yes, I'm gonna censorship
0: edit. censorship <laughs> I'm going to edit your words to make them sound like you're a nice person so you know fuck it's going to take a while this I mean this is going to be silly it it doesn't normally you've got uh, John Joe how did I feel like now I'm on the going going live uh is like I've got a question in the studio now John Joe how did you get into acting that's a genuine question by the way just read like a child um thank you (laughs) Jonathan is
1: 12 Jonathan, age 13, I was about your age. Yeah. Um, well, tell you, it was on Saturdays. <clears throat> my mum used to go over to her mum's house, my grand's. And sometimes I was getting to that age where I didn't necessarily want to, you know, play with my cousins and all that. I wanted to hang out with my, you know, my mates in the street and stuff and the girls. So a wee group of boys and there was a group of girls we'd hang out on Saturdays, you know, and flirt and whatnot and and one day the girls weren't gonna be around. I was like, Well why why not? They're going to disco dancing Like disco dancing, you know. But someone said here, look, but in the afternoon they're doing they do the play, they do a musical.
0: Do you know what? This is one of those ones where I actually wish people could see your face because it's glorious. I'm, al- I'm already there. I'm transported. I was like, we, we can't be doing musicals. <laughs> you know what it's like in West Belfast. I do, I do.
1: You can't be doing musicals. You know, Billy Elliot had it easy. Do you know what I
0: mean? Um, yeah,
1: yeah. But there was always this woman, this local woman, who said she was always trying to get boys involved with drama. they do stuff like Grease and all What was that her name? That. Angela Heaney.
0: It's coming out. No, it's not. That one's staying in. They always <laughs> Angela stay. Angela <in>. Heaney. They <laughs> and always she,
1: and she ran this thing with a guy Angela Heaney and Danny Robinson, this local group called Curtain Call. That was the name of it, and they would do disco dancing, and then they put on these productions. So the boys said, "Look, we're going to get involved. It's it's it's, it's meant to be a good laugh. Do you mean good crack and all, and, and you know, it's, you're with girls. We have we, We're all going to, to same sex girls. You know. So
0: I read enough. Yeah. yeah
1: so." So we went along, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, unwillingly, and this Saturday, went along to this audition.
0: Audition? It was an audition for, for, for Bugsy Malone. Oh, okay, for a specific thing.
1: Yeah, right. uh, it was for Bugsy Malone, because this was going to be the musical they were doing, you know, this, you know. In Can I ask at this point, how
0: much interest had you specifically in Bugsy Malone and Musical, and how much of it was, this is crack? Like, was there a part of you that was going, this is convenient, because actually this could be quite interesting, or was it very much no, like... No, interest. <laughs> right, okay. I'd, I'd no interest. Right, okay.
1: I had no interest. You know, it's singing front. you know, mummy would make me sing and stuff in front of my aunts when you were a kid, but only like any other kid, you know, and stand up and impersonate the priest, giving out, you know, communion and stuff like that. But that's only, if I wasn't an actor, no one would have talked about that. It was actually just this, went along to the group, sat in a circle, you had to read. And, and it seemed to me like if you said it loud, I thought when it gets to me, I I've gotta say it loud and an American voice. That was it, right? That was my little
0: still voice. to this day.
1: To this day, I swear by that. <coughs> if you come and see me <laughs> <laughs> loud and an American voice. And uh and I kind of, God knows what it was. You had to. Everyone read a word H. You know, it wasn't like we're doing a scene. You, you, sorry, you read a line H. You know, and it came to me, and I, I, said it. I don't know if I'd done American accents, just you know, around the garden. You know, playing soldiers. Or everyone stuff. did, I. Everyone did when We grew because it yeah. was all the, the films. So I just did it, but no one laughed. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It went past me. And I was like, "Fuck!" I think I, think I got away with it.
0: <laughs> no one laughed. Uh, right, okay. I thought you were aiming for laughs, but you weren't.
1: No, I was trying to trying to like do it good, you know?
0: Right, yeah. Do, tip two. Do tip, tip, <laughs> tip one, loud in an American voice, tip two.
1: Do it good. <laughs> this is great. Came, came around. I was growing in confidence. Right. Next thing you know, we're up. I'm I'm given this this scene to have a look at, Dandy Dan. You know? I had a look at Dandy Dan and <clears throat> I did it loud. I'm an American. I did it good. <laughs> I, I mean, I suppose if there's anything very serious to take from that, it's yeah. just instinctive, isn't it? Yeah, it's just you I'm knew just, what I, to do. I kind of knew what to do, and um, but I was surprised that I knew what to do. You know, it was, I wasn't doing anything particularly complex. I wasn't doing a Rubik's Cube for the first time. Yeah, it, but was but, there
0: any of that in your family? Like, were you a musical family? Like, was there a party piece kind of family around Christmas? Like yeah, around do Christmas.
1: Stuff? Big singers around Christmas. Right, so singing? Singing, big thing. Uh, yeah, around Christmas. And everyone would have to have a, a go at singing. My dad was a, a great singer. Mum doesn't have a note in her head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, definitely very much part of the family. You know, my sister, Sharon, she... <laughs> She was a disco dancer. Do you know that type of disco dancing they used to do?
0: Oh, I love, loved it.
1: Crazy. Um, The costumes and all.
0: Yeah. I mean, I never did it. It was special. It was of its, it, it's, its time, early 90s. A
1: lot of neon it, colours. And it bears little resemblance to, you know, John Travolta moves, you know, it's... it's
0: or anything anyone ever did at a disco.
1: Ex- exactly.
0: Right, yep. So I did it
1: and I, I think I just, I just loved it. I loved, you know, pretend to be a gangster. Wearing a suit.
0: Do you think you were good at it? Like, do you think you were outstanding? No. I, I mean, in comparison to your friends, one would expect out of that group. Have any of the others become professional actors, for example?
1: That group. Yeah. Um... None of them are any good, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just d- desperate. Uh, no, but you know what I mean. There was like, there was like were... some of the guy that played Bugsy. He had a better voice than me. He was much more. He was much more natural. Do you know, right. He had a charm, he was easy. I was much more forceful and pushy and kind of like, I I, I wanted, I would do anything to keep doing it. I, I just loved the fact that
0: what was it, I was enjoying it. Loved, did, you, did, you, did you love you know working I mean? with other people at that point? Was it about, was it enough to perform in front of the group or the first time you put Bugsy Malone in front of an audience? Was oh, it was the audience, definitely. It was
1: the audience. It was the audience in the sense of kind of, I think I just found something that, that Made me go. Oh, this is my thing. I I love the the the. There's there's an adrenaline rush you get, you know, from being on stage, and I don't know if it's just fear, but the level of like excitement, the thrill of doing it, you know, and doing it with a group of people, I I love.
0: I I always dwell on this part of the conversation probably for longer than a feel issued although no one's ever said that it's partly because i love the, the, these stories i love finding out why people do it and one mm-hmm. of the things that interests me is that sense of at 13 whatever do you feel like this is something you love to do but it's it's as effectively as silly for want of a better description as making cards for people's birthdays doesn't mean you're going to make cards professionally for a living every kid loves making birthday cards very few of them would say I did, funnily enough, would say, what do you want to do for 11? I want to design birthday cards. Like, was, was there a sense that this could lead to something, even at that early stage, the first year or two, that this I mean, was a yeah. potential career? Or was it always like, I'm probably going to end up working X, Y, Z, but I fuck, I love this stuff on the side. Like, a, you know, 95% of kids who play football would never think Man United.
1: I think I was accepting that I couldn't have been a footballer. mean that that wasn't an option right um and i hadn't i hadn't got anything else that uh, that, you know i thought was my calling like the year after that the summer after that did that then did another show with them so did bugs malone did west side story and then there was like a kind of ulster youth theater Mm -hmm. did west side story the next summer with upper northern ireland
0: so also youth theater for people who don't know is like a National uh, Youth Theatre, National Youth Theatre of the North Northern Ireland. Uh, I
1: suppose also Youth Theatre. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was two. So, there was it, one it was Theatre. It was Ulster, Ulster theatre, theatre Company. Yes, so I, I was the musical one. Yeah. Sorry, it's not Ulster Youth Theatre. It's Ulster Theatre Company, which was Michael Pointer, and so that was the following summer.
0: And quite regimented as well, as it turns out. Like not not the kind of woolly. Let's all walk slowly across the room with our eyes focused on a point and stop whenever and look at our hands. And exactly. it was very regimented. Yes. Daily classes getting up in the morning more like doing yoga getting, doing a physical workout doing dance do, like really yeah it was it was a like job
1: a professional but what was interesting is that the amount of order he would bring now just to go back to the, your question you said when was it or was yes. it it was during the following summer that i thought i'm gonna do this when i was 14 and I was like, I just... Because
0: someone made you treat it like a job, I guess, for the summer? He
1: gave me, I felt like an adult. He, he gave me, it was what I put in, I got out. And I felt like I had a job that I loved. What was the show you did? West Side Story. And you toured it? Was no, he, we, we did it in the Klondike building because the, the Royal up House had been blown up. Yeah, the right, IRA blown it up. <sighs> so we couldn't do our show in there. <laughs> it's
0: hilarious.
1: This <laughs> hilarious is great. Shit, isn't it? This is great. For us, this is normal.
0: It's I almost, mean, I'm saying it's great <clears throat> It's just great because it's almost like hmm. If you were writing a script about a, You know, the Billy Elliot actor from
1: Yeah, I know
0: From West Belfast You are Billy Elliot You are Billy Elliot Top dancing? and all Maybe I
1: thought, not, 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 yeah. I, <laughs> I work with Jimmy I worked with <laughs> I know I worked. I did a film with Jimmy Bell And we had a dance-off in a club in Vilnius. <laughs> I, I, I think he'd give us. him around for his money yeah. <laughs> I more than a
0: um, so, so you're doing uh, Ulster Theatre Company yeah. you're doing a musical we're getting up every morning we we're there all day ten till nine so you decide you want to do this yeah you then go home go back to school yeah what has changed not just within you but in terms of have you have you spoken that to your to your mum for example yeah and what's been the response at home
1: I started calling myself an actor fair fox um, hilarious I started calling myself an actor and I was like, that's it. And I felt trajectory. I was like, trajectory. Bang. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to Guildford to study musical theatre. Um, there was, there was a, an actor called Karen McElroy who'd gone there and gone one of the more musical theatre routes from, from the past alumni of this, this theatre group. He'd gone like right into like shows like Crazy for You and Jesus Christ Superstar. You yeah, know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, full on West End musicals, you know? And, uh, he had gone to Guildford, and Guildford was one of the prominent schools for musical theatre. It seemed like most people who were in West End musicals at that time yeah. seemed to go to either Guildford or Mountview. That's right, yeah. And I, I, I went for, for Guildford and, th- and said, that's where I'm going. And um, my mum loved it,
0: because um, you, you, at the time... Anything that would get you out of West Belfast, I remember. Yeah. Probably. They were like, he's it, it, got something to take him out. I, totally, totally something to my dad was in prison at the time um, he
1: was delighted too that I'd found something that was going to be
0: let's that, put, all- put it bluntly there's a lot of other interests around that you could have taken in 90s Belfast Precisely. in West Belfast and particularly v- that wouldn't have taken you across the water and may have taken you to an early grave or, or you know something like that so I so I guess that's in a context like that you saying I'm going to be an actor is like Brilliant. Thanks. thank you for...
1: Yeah. Can we say... Oh, yeah, we can. Oh, okay. good. So many of my, my mates, when I eventually went to drama school, came from uh, middle-class backgrounds and areas and had much more struggle and less support and, and trouble with their supporting support. Because there was
0: an expectation their, to do something in Verticom that's worthwhile. There's, an, there's, no, there's financially no expectation valuable.
1: in West Belfast. At that time, expectation wasn't to go in to uh, be a barrister or to be a surgeon. So, family, very supportive.
0: Buy tickets to the best theatre in London the new way. With the Today Techs app, getting great offers and access to exclusive tickets has never been easier. With Today Techs Rush, you won't have to queue at the box office for hours to get day seats like some troglodyte. You can access big savings with their lotteries. You can also, if I go into my app right now, what else can we do? Going to filter this today by Off West End. Going to get some Off West End shows. What else have we got? Off West End. A very, very, very dark matter from 15 quid. The Royal Shakespeare Company. Does that qualify as oh, what we, we call that Off West End? I mean... Yeah. Seussigl from 17 quid. My name's Lucy Barton from twenty eight. Cypress Avenue from 15 quid. It's time download today text the theatre ticket app from the app store and google play and see theatre differently that was an attempt at some kind of jingle and uh, i'm not entirely sure it worked but once i put that through auto-tune it's gonna be awesome i don't uh, ever talk about training because i feel like it's for that's someone else's chat someone else's podcast basically um, but I'm always kind. of At this point, before I move on with the interview, there's kind of two questions that need asked. One is, what at what point do you become a professional actor? Like, what's your first paid gig when you come out of drama school? What was it? Yeah. Um,
1: it was the the frogs. You no, know, by Aristophanes, 2000 five hundred oh, yeah. year old Greek comedy. Um.
0: Are they as funny as Shakespearean comedies? <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're funnier, mate. <laughs> they are funnier. Oh, 1999. Um, I <laughs> got an addition for this this play, The Frogs. I didn't care. It could have been anything. Nottingham Playhouse, and then a short tour. I thought, brilliant. It was a big part, too. It was like great. And there was there was some, like... um a cappella singing in it you know like uh, yeah. someone would hit a tuning fork and go boom oh you know and then someone would go you know. boom
0: boom bum, but that kind of just
1: you know hilarious great comedy um, so I, I I did that that was, was before college ended I left early went up there you know got my well probably same as what people are being paid now <clears> up there. 440 pound a week thought I was rich and, uh, you know, Oof. would, like, remember going into my first week, going into <laughs> French Connection, and buying myself, like, uh, a pair of these. <laughs> you know, these ridiculous. Fuck's sake. These uh, <laughs> linen drawstring trousers, I'm sorry. <laughs> and this T-shirt, this tight white T-shirt. You know, and uh I thought I was the Bees knees. You were? I was. I was.
0: There's no question you were the Bees knees. No niece. question.
1: And... uh <laughs> That was it. You know, getting your paycheck and all. I I loved it. That was it.
0: So before we kind of go into the main body of this, the question that is outstanding is, for people who don't know who you are, right, who are listening going, I think I've heard the name, right? Damn you! The question is, if you could pick a job from the many that you've done and say, do you know what, this as a getter out of jail card this isn't necessarily my favourite job or the best job I've ever done but this is certainly a job I'm very proud of and if I was to have a job stand for me this would be one of them The one of the ones that I might list so something that in a way is the kind of work you would like to be known for if not the kind of work you are known for the kind of work that uh Gets you kind of going. Like, what's what's a project? I, you can pick two. I always do this. I say one, then as soon as they ask it, I always go. You can I have two because I see people's faces because they struggle. Okay. Um, uh, the first thing would probably
1: the the type of work and something that's worked out, and you know sometimes things come together, mm-hmm. the right time, right place, and you you feel alive and you get to do what you do and working at the Royal Court with. the um, the director writer Anthony Nielsen that did this, this play of his that he writes for the cast during rehearsals. Um, I think I saw this. Called Unreachable, um, which is that's the one where I had the blonde wig. Yeah, I saw and it. And I was like the actor. Yeah. And uh, I loved Amazing. that. Because there was so much about that that was audience related. And then. But you had a good, good time
0: since- doing that. You could yeah. tell you were having a good time. I was doing
1: that. It. I enjoyed that. Yeah, you could tell. And it was a great mixture between playing someone that's absolutely insane and absolutely ridiculous and absolutely <laughs> punk and kind of fuck you. I didn't know it was not, you. Not trying to genuinely didn't know it was people you. People like you. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? It, so it's it's kind of one of them parts. When you came off stage, you felt like, oh, that feels <sighs> better. I Do came
0: know what I, mean? I came out of that going as size like as I can possibly book up your whole going, That guy was fucking brilliant. It was just me, agent. And he went, that's Jonjo, and I was like, no, it's, 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 that's not, which one, the other, that's not, and he went, no, it was John Joe and I was like, it's fucking, it wasn't the way, and then looked at the thing, and was like, "That fucking was Jonjo, bastard, how'd he sneak that past?
1: <laughs> it was my German accent.
0: <laughs> it was really good, really, really good, I enjoyed that a lot. It's so a character a
1: kind of, based on Klaus Kinski. You so know, that's the, the kind the, of I'd thing,
0: be... just those big, is it the partly the size of the character, or is it like... Well, it's having fun. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: uh, I just, the joy, there was a real joy in it that made me feel like I did when I was doing uh, Bugsy Malone. And it's easy to get, you know, waylaid and kind of, it's just nice to to not give a fuck in the right way.
0: Yeah. Look, you know what I mean? Everyone,
1: we carry around, you know, so much and some parts get you to go on, go, I don't, no, shut the fuck up. You listen. Yeah. No, you listen. And you're speaking to all your demons. <laughs> yeah. All the little, you know, you, you listen to your hair. You've been on weight. Oh, I'm mean, just so, fuck you. I'm in charge. Sit down and shut the fuck up. Do you know what I mean? There's something therapeutic but,
0: but I 100% agree characters
1: like that spring from <clears throat> from that from your experience from yeah. your from the the. the I, 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 can a- no, never, I can never be as confident
0: in real life as I can be on stage never, in fact I can never be as, I could never be as confident on screen even like as I can be if somebody says go on and take over that stage you're like oh yeah yeah fine whereas taking on taking over your own life sometimes a bit fucking more daunting yeah, so that's good. That's a good, yeah, good pick. To get to that point where you get a job like that, I'm sure, you know, some occasions you don't have to, but a lot of the time people generally have to audition, right? I chat the actors a lot now, and as someone who genuinely doesn't either like or dislike auditions, they're just fucking things that you have to go through to get a job. I'm always surprised when actors say, Less that they hate them. I'm surprised when they say I fucking love auditions. I've never heard anyone say it. Oh man, it's Have more you? common than you think on this podcast. No. Yeah, people are like, "No, I love them. It's a chance to act." It? it wasn't P O U, was no, it? It was I. Think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, do you enjoy the process of auditioning? I, I fucking hate them. I find them very well. <clears throat>
1: I'll just tell you what I think about them. I, I think they're That's very... That's what I asked you in fairness. Of... No, 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 no. I, no, because, like, look, I, I, I like the idea of Brian Cranston talking about additions and going, use them as work. But no, you're totally disempowered. You go in there. People sometimes want to... <laughs> it's not it's the way it works. You go in there, weeks. sitting in an office, there's five people facing you, right? Mm-hmm. And they... I don't understand sometimes why they want to talk to you beforehand because the, the switch between... Talking and then doing your acting is—I find a bit embarrassing. Do, do you know what I mean? Sometimes, Talk to me about
0: this. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in this. this is great.
1: As, as I get older, I find acting more embarrassing. Yeah. Right. It's just weird. It's like you first start out, you have to kiss a girl on the scene. You're like, yes, this is my job. I'm an actor. As you get older, you realize you're just kissing this person, who might be your friend at this point. And you know what I mean? And it, it just becomes weird. simpler and weirder and. That you feel like that's what you have to lean into sometimes, but for example, I, I go into an audition and I'm, well, I, I don't know what they want from the first chat. <laughs> Look at this.
0: It's often entirely unrelated, and they think they, they think it's designed to make you feel it is. Make me
1: feel at ease. I'm like, I don't want to chat. You're I, you're ruining the
0: the flow. The the flow. I want to. Come I've been in outside here and, with the script, and I'm ready to walk in and do it. Be the character, and make, then walk out. Yes, Let's exactly. talk after. Let's talk after. <laughs>
1: Or just sit, sit there and then suddenly you're doing like, for example, then you start doing an English accent. They're like, all anyone in that room, if it's, they're normal humans, is thinking, oh. And if they're doing the best, the very best you can do is get away with it.
0: Yes, I agree 100%. Whereas people watching on a screen don't think that. 100%, I agree 100%. They see the, f- they, they not only see, they look for the flaws. Totally. <clears throat>
1: Or, for example, you go in to play a character that's totally one way and, you know, you can lean in. Look, you do your work and you lean into a a version of yourself that you can bring in, uh, a sense of character. I I don't want to be carrying a sense of depression into a chat about how I got here this morning. They're going to think I'm weird or or something's not right. So any crap you do
0: outside, they're trying to get your your head in the zone and then all of a sudden you're trying to be friendly, John Joe?
1: Yeah, Easy to work with, yeah. But I'm not. I'm not saying like I need to get into character. But I think the transition between sitting chatting and then going okay in your own time, and then you do acting, it just makes it feel really fake. So
0: there are those. And do you know what I mean? I've never done this, but I've spoken to actors both on this podcast and outside of it, where they say like, I know one who auditioned for a big part in a TV series, that didn't get, but he got ridiculously close at the point where the cast and director changed and he didn't get it. He'd been cast and there was a massive disagreement over it.
1: Oh, but, but I it know what a, that is.
0: But it was a, oh, you probably do. But the the part, and you'll know as soon as I say this, the part was a very particular dark character, right? Yeah. So this particular actor went, fuck it, I'm going to go in and I'm not going to give them smiley, <clears> chatty, well, mm-hmm. well, I'm just going to give them... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try not to engage with this. Oh, how are you going? How's it been? Are you busy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great stuff. Great day, isn't it? And I'm just going to try and go in and do it. And I thought, fuck, that's great, actually. Because I go in and 15-year-old Jonathan trying to please people kicks in. Just want to be liked. Just want, just want you to like me. Which is neither helpful nor fucking nor relevant to the job of doing the part.
1: You know, you want to open that door, come in, ready to work. Also... Other thing is sometimes it's like they they want you to be a hero, they want you to be that person you fill with this confidence. Yeah, you know, someone that doesn't care that they're watching, doesn't care they're in an audition room situation, powerless. You're there because you want a job, and you have to appear opposite to that, right?
0: You're making me, this is, this is making me anxious, just even less, it's all.
1: But you have to walk in there and pretend that that's not the situation, pretend that you don't want them. Or maybe you don't want them, but you've turned up, so you want the job. It's a very disempowering, and for me, I find it humiliating. And it's hardened me in certain areas. There's a conscious, like, it makes you hold on to something, to have some through line. Other sometimes, otherwise... You can feel like you're moving from theatrical cult to theatrical cult, you know, with a new director's vision and from another, someone saying, just let go, go with change. I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing for you to take through it. Do you know what I mean? And you want a story and you want some integrity and you want some self-respect. And sometimes you, you have to pick a few ba- battles. And, but it's, it's hard to hold on to uh, dignity. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, when you, when you say it, when that's your last line, I'm like, yeah, that that totally adds up.
1: So I, I no, I, I don't like. Auditions. Do you
0: know when they've gone well?
1: Yeah. Well, to me, an addition going well is walking out going, I did my best. With no doubt, I did my best, and I've escaped my own critics.
0: <laughs> so, so for me, what's it, the opposite then? What do you do when the opposite it is
1: go- when? the opposite is when I feel I can't get lost in in the, in the, you know, just the the scene, the make believe the, you know, and I'm just thinking, this is an addition. This is an addition. You're all looking at me. You're all looking at me. Oh, don't move your hand. What are you doing with your hand? That's weird. And I'm totally inundated with. It's that
0: classic. What are you doing (laughs) with your hand? That's when you know you fucked it.
1: (laughs) Oh God, it's on your cheek. Keep, keep, keep it there, keep it there. No, don't keep it there. Just start by your fingernails. No no, no, no,
0: no, no, no. Why is your mouth hanging open? <laughs> close your mouth. No, they'll notice if you close it. Don't close it. You close it. Ah, uh, that was noticeable closing.
1: Do something spontaneous. Do something spontaneous. Confuse them. <laughs> You're sweating. You're
0: you're sweating. It actually is
1: Is your Is your your pulse pulse
0: going
1: a bit fast? God, you're sweating. It's a bit hot in here. Take off your shoes and socks. That's the only way to cool down. Basically, the worst is a panic attack, you know, um, is is when your anxiety of the situation um, gets the better of you. But the threat of that happening is what creates an unease. So if... But I'm someone... I'm not sure I thrive on fear. A lot of people do in a real risk, sense. But yeah. I, I I like feeling relaxed and, and, and like there's no science to feeling relaxed, is there? But I tell you what, going into a room where you're set opposite four people, it's a white strip lighting. You and know, you can hear like, the audition next you, to you. And you've seen you you've heard a person before you do it. And you, you're trying to feel like you have um what you have to do is have authority over your work and, and and you wanna do your work and share your work. But the whole system seems designed to strip you of any authority. That's what I think.
0: Oh, fuck. I, I might need a couple of minutes to lie down here. This is I mean the anxiety that that even just thinking about It's nothing like work. I don't work like that. Auditions are nothing to do with work. I, I,
1: I, I some directors go out of their way. To do that. To make it feel. Danny Boyle, for example, was someone I remember meeting a few times, and he made it feel like we were working together. And I came away from those meetings um, feeling like I'd worked with Danny Boyle. He performed some kind of ninja man trick on me to make me not only forget about the audition, but feel proud that I'd worked with Danny Boyle. (laughs) Walked out. Yes. Because he knew if he could get the best out of me there that day, he could get the best out of me on set. Why would you hold back? He knows that if he can put me talking to these, he was just talking to me about Belfast.
0: Was there a level of excitement as well? The best lessons well, I, I had were where the directors get en- are energised, yes, either, either genuinely or spoofing, I don't know, but where they're actually energised. Totally. And you, you feel Instead like, of that sit you back. Feel like
1: you, you feel the, the vibes. Look, he came up, he ran across room to meet me, walked his hand around me, facing the same direction as me. He talked to me facing the same direction. Yeah. It was instinctive work. He laughed midway through the takes, kept laughing, so it felt like it was a, there was a dialogue going. And I felt like someone was underneath me, lifting me up, saying, come on, kid, go for it.
0: I want you to be fucking great here. I, fuck it. It, would, it would make my day so much easier if you were fucking amazing. Go right on, now.
1: go on, dude. That's go great. On. Do you know what I mean? And I think often people are set behind a desk and I get there's there's lots of considerations, but it's a culture and I don't think it is designed to bring the best out of the actor. And I know everyone behind that desk wants you to be your best, but the situation doesn't.
0: Um, Do you... Have you ever had the kind of feedback that becomes perennial? Like as in, have you ever... Has there been something you've had regularly over a period in your career and you've thought, not again, where they've said, oh, yeah, we liked him, but, you know, he's a bit
1: intense. But that was around, that was a certain age for me, because mm. people want, if your looks don't manage the type of, mm-hmm. match the type of actor they want you to be. mm mm-hmm very intense I mean no one saying Daniel Day
0: Lewis is very intense he <laughs> fucking is too
1: he is but they're not saying too intense so we should chill out well I suppose they are aren't
0: they yeah but I mean see, what, is it? The, we, what I'm saying is we
1: value certain actors for intensity, intensity and then someone sends you he's a bit intense
0: why what would they want you to be maybe what it's a Northern Irish thing maybe it's that thing because I do find maybe we are too people intense. find us very aggressive <laughs> like there'll be people listening to this now going wow it's too fighting." <laughs> Like, you know, there is that thing, like, I've done voiceovers where I've been sitting going, I remember one years ago for Erlingus, and I was in the room, and they're a bit more smiling, but I'm sitting there with my fucking, the corner of my mouth touching my ears, right? And I'm like, so I'm like, no, I don't 1999, like whatever, right? And afterwards, everyone in the room who can see me through the glasses, like, that's great, tone, we're going to play it down the line, that's, that's the one, play it down the line, They play it down the line to Dublin, right? And the girl, hello, how are you? She comes in, like, she's really, you know, I can tell the marketing department, she's really looking at, you know, just fuck, not happy about it, you know. And to play, he sounds a bit angry. <laughs> right? And I go, and I had to go, that's just my accent. Like, I, it is. we can't ask questions or answer them. We can only make statements and threats.
1: Yeah. 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 Are you going out tonight? Yeah.
0: Why? Right. Is that, and I think our accent maybe has.
1: My accent softened a lot. So. No, it hasn't. It, 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 it has. You didn't hear home. me when, when I did you was.
0: go home? Oh, God, I know. Um, you sound English, John, Joe.
1: No, I know. They've given up on that now.
0: Do you say stirs still or stirs? Stairs.
1: I would say stirs. I wouldn't say film because people laugh at you.
0: Film. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. He said film. He said film. God. God. Um, so uh, an agent once told me the only time an actor's ever happy is in the five minutes after they get the call to say yeah. they got the part now it's not true so tell me what do you, what do you what happens in the five minutes after you get a part and
1: uh, what would you want to tell me about uh, the, to, the statement or about
0: Well they say they this agent he'll probably know
1: i think uh, you're happy when you're on stage and all your thoughts are gone and you're just you know trying to deal with that's when something. you're happiest yeah when something's got when something's slightly changed and you follow the new path and it's a brand new path with the same scene, but a new partner and you both move into a new rhythm and you go, oh, where are we? That's when you're happy. That's when everything else is away, but you're not conscious of it. But that's yeah. for me when I'm up, because it's like, you know, for me, that's, that's, that's the feeling.
0: So the, the remainder of this thing that they said but in was, terms of, yeah, was that, and then the fear kicks in. Right. And I, I personally know that feeling, but I think yes, that's, I think that's, that's a human, very true. I think that's a human feeling from life, which is, uh, imposter syndrome, or inadequacy, or whatever it is, where you feel like I've just been handed the greatest opportunity yes. of my life, yes. And then five minutes later, they've made a huge mistake.
1: Yes, yes, I, I totally. Do you agree. recognize that? I, I totally appreciate that. Uh, that that is a statement. I don't think it's the only time that's the only thing. I've I totally recognize it. I've. It's the. Should I? Ex-
0: oh it, yeah, it please started? do. explain Elucidate. rehearsals to finish on stage. Thank you. Rehearsals to finish on stage. Thank you. Thanks, Lizzy. Who don't know, John's uh, working at the minute. <laughs> Here we are at the Harold Pinter Theatre <laughs> in Dressing Room Nine. <laughs> um, uh, so. Uh, so I. Yeah. So. You recognise that?
1: I totally recognise that. What happens is the jobs that have made me most happy in those five minutes are the jobs that have created the biggest anxieties of what if I can't match it? Um, Sometimes it's been, I've done a a great audition, I've got a job, and I think, can I replicate that? What I have had, for example, is...
0: Which isn't necessarily a helpful thought either.
1: No, it's not, because you, you feel like it's very ephemeral, what you're doing, I find it with emotional work. I'm not someone that can cry on cue, um, but sometimes I'll be moved. Often, what will happen is I'll be moved three or four times through doing it, and then by the time they come to the close-up, it's gone. Do you know what I mean? So, or I've done it in the edition, I can do it three times, and then when you're under the different conditions of working on set, not being able to deliver like a robot, and um, by the time one and a half hours after the rehearsal where you went there emotionally, you're dry. You've had a wee cry. Yeah,
0: and and, and I,
1: I didn't know how to deal with that. And and that's something I think is worth, like, talking about because, like, I thought, like... It's horrible, man. The, the, the shame. I thought I, 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 I'm I, not that... I, I thought I was a... They, often actors, I think, you think, if I can cry, I'm a good actor. Do you mean this is something definitely that
0: people think? I think a lot of actors, yeah, wouldn't necessarily think. No, no, no. That.
1: It's something that is alive within oh, yeah. within within us and within you know the fakery of asking for a little help as they call it the tear yeah. stick. Yeah, but like you know, I I went through a phase <laughs> of like,
0: could I get a little help? <laughs> it's hilarious. It's
1: but but I went through a phase of playing and, of and also it, I went through
0: a stage of of, of of saying no, I don't want that. I do That's fake. Either I get there on my own steam or I don't get there at all. All right?
1: It's it's ridiculous.
0: But the thing is... Put it away. <laughs> and they're trying to walk past you just close enough so it does. But I didn't actually give him any. If you notice, all I was doing was I walk
1: past. It's so funny. So yeah, it such a, like, a, a... But I found that difficult, the idea of, it like... It does
0: exist. It's a thing. It's delivering
1: a thing. emotionally... Because I prepared for the audition and then thinking, can I deliver what the director has seen in the audition
0: exactly? You know what I mean? Uh, a nervous that, tension sometimes does that. The nervous tension yeah. of an audition sometimes helps with that in yeah. a way that actually having a job yeah. and being on set and feeling like you're master and commander of your own forget, you know, exactly. fleet. It's like, that's a whole other, yeah. why would you cry then? Like, <laughs> I'm getting paid. Like, you cry when you're going in for the job because you're dead. Like, you, know, like, you just let the tears out. These are real tears, but just not why you think. They're not coming for the, the reason you think. So, so like, I mean, I've seen, I've heard people talk at film festivals. Mm-hmm. I heard a director and a producer talking about an actress on a film. And they said, oh, my God, she was just, the shot you saw, she cried every time on the same part. And, like, this one tear that came down, it came down every take at the same time. And they were saying this. Like, it's a great it was, thing. Yeah. And I was going, she sounds horrible. That sounds like a horrible performance. But it's partly jealousy, but also, like, I hate more, not so much hate her, but I hate the fact that they value her as an actor on the fact that she could make her tear <clears> drop down, <throat> down her cheek, seemingly. Mm. And you can't do that, is what you're saying? I'm I, disappointed.
1: I can't do that. And I'm here to say today.
0: I'm here to put it out there.
1: I'm here to put it out there. That.
0: So, oh, oh, some people can. Like, I've seen people on... I have friends that can cry on cue. I've seen, I saw an actor do it once on a soap and I, that I was in, and I was amazed, because I was like, he, he listened to Barber's Adagio for strings, which, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a good one.
0: But I mean, it's, to me, it was like.
1: Johnny Mitchell for me.
0: Joni Mitchell Blue, what's it?
1: Uh, both Sides now.
0: Oh, which version, the orchestral version, the? No, yeah, Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. But, but Emma Thompson from uh, Love Actually, that's what they use in that bit. Do they? Yeah, seen it?
1: Yes, I have. One of the I best haven't.
0: bits of non-verbal acting i mm, Oh, when film. she's on the bed? Yeah, she just yeah. fixes
1: the bed. She's amazing. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Anyway, enough about uh, love, of actually. Um, talking about nervous tension and anxiety, do you still get anxious before you go on stage? Have yeah, you?
1: well, fuck. I, 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 I seem to require it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, really? Well, I'm kind of addicted to it. I like risk. I like a sense of uh, uncertainty and the excitement of going, what if it goes wrong?
0: So you would sit, if I was I, on I if I was in a play I, with I you... I need
1: there to be a sense of jeopardy.
0: If I was on a play with you and we were entering together from the same entrance, I would look round, and what would I see before you go on stage? Would it be visible fear?
1: No, I'd probably be... Um, I'm moving around in my feet a little bit. Um, I'd be... I'm definitely a fidgeter and a pacer, I think. I pace a bit. I kind of, but with this one, I have to go on. Can't wait. I can't I've got, wait. I've got to do five minutes, just me facing the audience with um, these pretend questions coming from a press. The press It's called press conference. And uh, these audiences fed through the sound system. So I'm out there, a thousand people, me facing them. I can't say a thing.
0: Yeah, because I'm wearing blinded. glasses.
1: I'm blinded by the lights. And I have to be the most confident person in the room but I'm actually under CIA interrogation conditions, and they're all looking at me.
0: So before you go on, do you, uh, is is it like, even though you've done it now, how many times? So I kind of walk up and down,
1: and so things like, fuck you.
0: <laughs> fuck you.
1: Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you just have to, like, you have to, you know, vanquish the kind of, the dragon, you know. So...
0: By the time <laughs> you a, walk out... You well, it's, are, it like,
1: becomes about overcoming something. I, I enjoy that. I enjoy it kind of, the breakthrough of kind of gone on stage, you, you can kind of go on, and well, that's for this particular one. But I enjoy the the anticipation, and 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 uh, I kind of need it too. But yes, yeah, so I, I do get nervous.
0: Do you, do you... go into the other side of the performance? Then do you read reviews? No, even after time has passed, sometimes reviews?
1: usually I've, I've lost interest, I've, I've kind of lost that. I think they once they lose their. Power over making you feel shit—they're probably not going to make you feel good either. So I think I realized once I got to the end, reading them had because the jeopardy of of someone saying or something, someone saying that you were awful, it means if you've kind of taken away that you've all—it doesn't—it says good. You it can't go on saying to really, not carry that. That's why I don't read them. You know, it's because if I think there's something. um I think you can't empower critics uh, within yourself. I, I really believe that you have to. You have to be the leader of 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 taste and and what's interesting. You can't
0: let anyone else. You, you can't let
1: critics dictate the terms for what's new. They're there to criticize. They're waiting for new things to happen. You know, hoping to recognize it and talk about it and engage in conversation with it. And if you're doing. You know, if you're waiting for them to empower you, you it's it's uh, it's there's a real place in our industry for critics, of course, um, but it's, I don't think uh, actors should be looking up to them. You, you're, your your self esteem is just always looking out for a reason to prove to prove.
0: Don't panic. These aren't all questions I'm going to ask, by the way. These are not like. Don't panic. I'm not panicking. Don't panic. Uh, okay, so made of it here. What's the longest you've ever went without a, a job?
1: I think it was like eight months. How long ago is that?
0: Two thousand and eight. Yeah, I think. How uh, how does that feel at its worst? I mean, i've I've done
1: I've done a, a few four months and five months, but you don't notice that if you've money in the bank, you can do,
0: or if you something booked in. But eight months I mean, is five months.
1: Enough. You can do, and then I for me, you, after three, you, no, it's about four where I start to notice. Um, something happening in my brain that I'm ignoring and then it gets increasingly worse
0: is that totally internal or is that is that uh, kind of instigated by other people and potentially that question of are you doing anything or you know what's next John Joe or what do you you know do you think that that's self determined
1: well then I I I, I found the, the most difficult part of my career so far was my late 20s right um i was moving what What felt into an area where it, it it felt like i had to achieve things otherwise i was going to be left behind or something this is, i was putting myself under a, a lot of pressure you had to get a big job I, I had to like i had to you know it, i was kind of i think my eyes were on my career i wasn't necessarily satisfied or something do you know what i mean i thought mm. i had to be in charge of my trajectory or something you know I I wanted to you know my friends were auditioning for you know these Roman epics or there were these big films or why wasn't I why wasn't I doing these TV things and I hadn't done a lot of screen work or films and stuff like that and it, you'd be going up for all these things and I think I probably casting wise I hadn't really landed do you know what I mean the right area um, so so at that it, point, was, it was a tricky period. I didn't so when like really, you're not working for was, eight I months. I was a bit scared of, of it, if I was going to, I was still putting myself under pressure to make it, quote, as an actor, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I hadn't really gone through something. Like uh,
0: uh, okay, well, there's a oh, fuck. I could go anywhere with this at the minute. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, in those, in that eight months, do you ever think, fuck this? No.
1: I know that sounds suspiciously too quick an answer, but... No. Let me see if there's any... No. No. Um, I think, like, a part of me left home to be an actor to impress my family from afar, in a way. There's something of that narrative in a lot of this, you know? Yeah. Performing your kind of role within a family from afar. You still do that, yeah. Because
0: I, I find myself I, I
1: kind of like, that like uh, guy, my dad died two years ago, and not being able to share achievements with him is really is you you realise how much how it's actually important to you, um, why it's important to you, and it's about family. It's just, just it's interesting.
0: I've gone the other way. I- I've felt this—the weight of my parents, I suppose—concern, uh, and my way I've been dealing with it in the past year or two has been just to cut them out of it. So even if I've got work, mm-hmm. like filming or whatever, not wouldn't be theater, but like if I've got work and they say anything coming up, I'll just say no, because <laughs> I used to tell them about auditions. And they could do that up and down and up and down and up and down. It's bad enough when you're in your 20s <laughs> or 30-something. Yeah, but yeah, when you're, like, yeah. 70 and you're still worried about uh, your adult audition, son. And no, and no. So I kind of have... Mummy's worry, I, I you feel know, mummy's really, worry anyway. Well, so I feel just, really bad about it. But, like, my well, dad says to me today, and I, I'm coming up, son. Like, he thinks I'm constantly living hand to mouth because he's like... And I come up, son, I go, nah, no. dad. Because I just don't want to get into the whole, it's only a couple of days. Well, or, you don't know. You never know. Yeah, well, I, you know, three... struggling on, struggling aye, on, aye, which aye. feels like a chip. But I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I, I can see why you would miss that kind of sharing thing, um, massively.
1: Maybe, maybe it's because um, you know how much that side of it affects you. So that if you do have a big, you know, a moment in the sun, you 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 want to go, Daddy Luke. See, do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: maybe if it was. But something you do massive. care
1: about it; otherwise, you wouldn't have the yeah. tactic to. Yeah, if it was it, something you know massive, I mean? might.
0: But genuinely, because he's so because he puts so much stock on it, because my mum as well, like. Yeah. Like you know, it's like my dad's always like, not even any voiceovers or anything. And I still, I won't. Be, I'll be like, oh, a, this couple. Like I'll just not. Oh. I can't really. I can't really go there with him. I'm just afraid because he, he gets too excited and then he gets too up, too annoyed, and yeah. you can sense that he's yeah. worried about me. I yeah. don't like that. I don't like people worrying about me because it's my cho- it was effectively my choice to go and do this fucking stupid thing in the verb. <laughs> no, tricky. Uh, anyway, we're not here to fucking... Th- we, we,
1: we could talk about that for a while, because not we? Yeah. We're not here. I have, I have a feeling that's unresolved. You know yeah.
0: I mean, and, and it probably will be for a long <laughs> time. Uh, it'll go that way. Um, uh, talking then just about that idea of pleasing people or making people proud or yeah. being success from a distance. Yeah. Do you look at other actors and either think that fucker again, or <laughs> uh, do you have people who you think – I mean, does jealousy ever take hold? Do you ever get to the point where you think that far? I mean, I I admitted to you before we started recording that I recently mm. saw you had achieved something. I'm surprised myself by not being hugely <laughs> jealous. Uh but do you ever get that? I mean, do other people's do other people's successes have an impact on you for good or bad? Um,
1: the answer mu- must. It, I feel like it must. It must be yes in a way. But um, it <laughs> yeah. Actually, I can think. Yeah,
0: yeah. Do you know? you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: I. Well, what I think is fuck me, not him again.
0: I kind of be fairly happy with your lot at the same.
1: I, I am. I'm very happy with it, and I've. I I feel quite. I'm, I'm very happy with it because it's it's kind of quite individual. What I do, you, do you know what I mean? It's, oh yeah, it's, totally. It, it it's um, I don't feel in competition with um, the 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 kind of the the RP speaking Rada actor. You know, you know. I I never. Benedict Cumberbatch isn't still in my parts. <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: not man, funny enough.
1: <laughs> no, do, do, do you know what I mean? I'm kind of probably, you know, quite in a character or interesting kind of area. It's great. Do, do you know what I mean? Yep. Which is kind of, which means it's kind of like there's no direct thing. But, like we are, do, yeah, so not specific. Um, um, there are people who, you know, I probably imagine I get, you know, seconds on or something like that, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being second choice, though, is there? No. no. Does it does it does it annoy you if you ever know like somebody hasn't been available or turned something down and you've ended up with a part? Does that ever?
1: No, not at all.
0: I love those jobs. I always feeling like not, I've not at, all. at all.
1: So if you don't have enough confidence to think you're you're kind of you're, you're gonna
0: yeah, I love those jobs. Listen, uh,
1: those last minutes. So
0: Bring it. Bring it on. I know it's last I minute. I can only be the hero here. This is great. <laughs> you,
1: oh, but I'm suspe- you've got to be suspicious of us. I know it's last minute, but you were the first choice.
0: <laughs> You're like... it just... didn't e- e- say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, is acting hard? Um, no. No? How come so many people are terrible at it? They shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> are, are there too many actors, do you think? Oh. I don't know. I um, I don't
1: know, I, I, I wouldn't say that. I think, I think well, well, okay, well, what I would say is is the, the sense of adventure that people had when they were young, the thing they fell in love with, they kind of people become increasingly conservative and start looking for safety in their lives and safety within productions and are happy to be a cog in a machine. I'm grateful to be here, and they, they've stopped kind of they stopped the journey a long time ago, and I think sometimes I, I have a response to that. That's 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 what I. That's my main feeling. why are you suddenly looking for safety? Why are you suddenly looking for homework and nine to five? Why have you turned this into a ten to six rehearsal process? We'll do the emotional scene at eleven thirty, then we'll have a tea break. It's like, what's happened? You know the sense of, I I I. I'm kind of drawn to the chaos within creativity, and and I think. The, a lot of the order comes from the writing, or from a director, you know. But I think some actors—I don't know—I, I, I just don't know why you choose this as a career and then be boring.
0: You might as well go all in. Yes, it's 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 yeah. Go hard um, or go home. Go hard or go home. Go mad or go home. Go not mad or go home. Go boxy daft or go home. Exactly. Um, like get fat. Go mad. So, so if it's not hard, what's the most difficult thing about being an actor? Then,
1: if it's not in itself, oh, the life. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fact that you kind of like. Ah, it's not hard. It's it's uh, it's a hard question. I think maybe. Um, but I I would I I wouldn't say it's 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 very difficult. Um what's the hard bit about it it's probably like for me it's it's the the lifestyle that goes along with it the fact that it's kind of it's not it's not particularly um conducive to mental health i don't think oh um statistics
0: would support that i think
1: um so mental health um your sense of well-being like for example self-esteem you know relationships the actors have the self self esteem, as you know, it's no no secret, you know. But it's a breeding ground for that relationship, and a, and a, as it kind of it kind of can polarize, a lot of um, traits within actors become polarized, and then you can end up kind of using acting as a as a you can you can form into you can you can fall into destructive relationships with with it, I think
0: it's the feast or famine thing isn't it Yeah, it's, it's, just a, it's the fact that whenever you're up you're, not only are you up because you're getting to do what you love you're also getting money mm-hmm. and so when you're unemployed but conversely you don't have money and you're not getting to do what you love mm-hmm. so you get that thing I just think that people work I've done it as well you almost become kind of fucking fantasy party boy like you know you, you think like well let's see it is true it is true but you know what I mean like I'm a bee's knees I knew it I knew it yeah And then, like I'm getting what I deserve, and And then you might turn and
1: read a review, and you're like,
0: oh, you know, nothing. You know, it's like it
1: it it, can it can create extremes within your life. I think that's that's the hard bit, you know.
0: Yeah, is is the period immediately after you finish a job one of the hardest? Do you think for that reason, or have you always found that a kind of a relief almost to to relief? Normally,
1: when you finish a job, and then. I think it's it's like for example when you're working you you've got a sense like i woke up this morning i didn't i didn't have to think about you know achieving something today i'm, I'm doing a play i'm doing a play it's taken care of yeah that's it isn't it do you know what i mean i just gotta kind of try to look after myself maybe do you know maybe maybe have some eggs maybe. but
0: that's what's glorious about working as an actor one of the things that's glorious about it is you don't have to worry about what about work because yeah. one of the things I think takes up most most of an impact on your mental health when mm. you're not working is thinking about where the next job is Yeah, and I think there's a part of it I find when I'm working a part of me who on day one will be like right well this is going to finish in three weeks three months a year and then what am I going to do and actually mm. as I get older I-, I care less and try to be mm. for, to use an acting kind of, to be <laughs> present in it and just go fuck it mm. I'm working now mm. and I think there is something lovely about you today coming in here you're not thinking about finding a job
1: no and also if you get the audition while you're in this situation this is the big thing when you're working you can get work everyone says this because you've got <laughs> the confidence yes because you, you it's that thing we talked about earlier the, the idea of not needing it it's it's an element of that even if
0: if you I, don't want me today I'm going into the theatre tonight anyway and there's a thousand people in there fucking on a
1: I did a matinee yesterday and then went straight to an audition right I walked in there three other actors there are probably going to I think a different part. I went in and said hello. I'd already faced, you know, I'd faced yeah. myself. I'd dealt with myself. Yeah, I'd already had the necessary words of myself out there. Yeah. yeah, and kind of gone through a show which made me go Oh, you've had a
0: thousand good. people and send you off on a little wave of love. You just done your buy. You are enough
1: see the, the. I'll tell you about like <laughs> one of the worst times I've weirdly felt since we're this is not the honest Actors podcast. Yep, yeah, well, Yep, so I was nominated for an uh, an award, Best Supporting Actor
0: Award. What was the award, John? Joe, it was a What's on Stage. It's coming out, coming out. No, I'll just and then we'd leave it out, and people will think I'm talking saying um, Olivier, <laughs> and they'll, they'll not check.
1: It was the no one, remembers. one of the biggest awards.
0: It was a, it was the BAFTA <laughs> that time you remember the BAFTA.
1: So I went along and I just felt like. I don't know. It, it was. It makes you yes, but again, does it? It's it made me feel totally powerless, and like I was there saying, "Please, will you pick me?"
0: Like an audition, like a bad audition, like X Factor. And, and but it, I it, find all those big events make like when I get invited to a premiere of something I'm in. Yes, I feel like I'm turning up cap in hand. I know. Like I feel like I'm, even though I'm really excited about saying something that I'm in, I turn up. And I become the worst version of myself. Like, I become, like, mm. who's, or who I'm speaking, like, I can't actually just enjoy it for what it is. You know. And I imagine a word ceremony is that on fucking acid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's not we That's, why shouldn't that feel unusual? Just because yeah. you're an actor, doesn't it? There's this kind of misconception that you have this confidence, you know, kind of why should it be normal walking up, having people take photos of you? And you you know, you think you to should...
0: record your, your, what will ultimately in four out of five cases be your failure your, to get the reward. Your <laughs> your <to> get...
1: Yeah. <laughs> God, we've, we've, we've touched a lot on self-esteem and but
0: do you think, so does acting have a psychological impact? Then Is it, is it, is it absolutely certain that you cannot go into this business and not be psychologically affected by being a part of it? yeah so have you played parts then has sometimes work affected you adversely as in that playing a part and this this is one of those questions that i think non-actors and some actors will go (laughs) bullshit but i definitely definitely experienced this which is why i'm interested in finding out if it's a thing that a lot of people go through which is you play a part and it's hard to shake yeah there's something about it that impact upon who you are yeah, I, it can definitely. happen positively as well I, i've done it, things where i've come out catharsis yeah i've done things where i've come out i think a better person this sounds really wanky but where i've come out a better person because i've learned something about not like a fucking about humanity but i've learned something about another experience that i would never, I'd never considered before with any kind of empathy uh, or i've ha- been forced to confront biases in myself uh, by playing somebody that I genuinely would normally hate or whatever, but I've also come, had those experiences where playing a cunt has made me a cunt or mm-hmm. hard to live with mm-hmm. for a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that something you recognize? I mean, you played a huge variety of of people. Um, do you find sometimes parts hard to shake or they leave a psychological impact, psychological impact for good or bad?
1: Um, I think the the, the most important, th- uh, yes, I do. I know exactly what you're talking about about of course um it it's not necessarily about the fact that you may be playing you know a very dark person it's about the journey because it's about how that two and a half hour journey that you go through in the evening or eight times a week where does it leave you at the end of the two hours for example playing john proctor um in the crucible that's a hugely emotional role. It's kind of... Uh, you have to go there. You know about it if you don't. And it's, it's one of those roles that does feel important when you're doing it. It feels soulful and it gets inside you. And it is about important things. But when you give up your life at the end of that play and make that choice, there's something of a release in that that means... It's at, built in. After the release is built in on yep. stage. Catharsis. And I tend to reach for catharsis in some way for that story to be part of the evening, because I think it has to. And and also I want to enjoy my job. I have had other, I've had another experience where I was playing a character, for example, that was really squirmy and neurotic. And it it was a, a very kind of, um, it was a satirical look at the kind of male reaction to to me too right uh, this was at the court earlier in the year uh, it was very funny but this character was was this kind of guy that was making that felt powerless and was being accused of being one of these harveys and he just had this kind of self flagellating neurotic energy that was really it was i it was right for the piece, and it was funny, he was called Jimmy, and I felt like Jimmy got inside me, and you know, afterwards, I'd just get neurotic, I went on holiday after, and I just felt like, <sighs> I felt like this, there was like a, a a wee kind of fucking creature inside me going, it's eh, eh, this ugly little thing that just didn't feel comfortable in his own skin, that was worried about what other people thought about him too much. And it was just like a pattern I'd got into. Totally. And like, um, it was hard to shake off. But the reason that was hard to shake off is because if at the end of the play, I could have released something and screamed and gone, ah, on stage. You? And going, no, get off me. I didn't get to say get off me. The director, in fact, said to me, the one thing you can't do is direct, shout, anger. That's what you're not allowed to do. You can't be the, the kind of that alpha beast yeah. man, that's the one thing you're not. So I was basically avoiding the part of me that wanted to go, ah, so I'd, I had, so it was all about kind of repressing and it built, it created a kind of pressure inside me that was just sticky and ugly. Cause there, there was nothing within that journey that was, it's also I mean?
0: interesting that like in any other business, if this, if you were having this conversation in any other business, like say, and this is, I mean, a thing I think as well. Sometimes I certainly have to be aware of the fact that you know we're not at the cool face of some of the hardest jobs in the world, right? But equally, if you answer calls for the NHS and evidence service and you get a, a, a kind of difficult call that's been emotionally disturbing and you've been out a move of that, and you are trying to help. In a real-life situation, somebody who's been injured or has a friend or family member's been injured and you're trying to help them survive until the ambulance gets there, whenever you're finished, you go out and you have a cup of tea and a break, and you might get referred to occupational health if you feel like, that was really hard. Yeah. But I feel like...
1: I mean, look for, at the, the amount of guidelines we have at the minute. Yeah. Um, and none of them are about mental health.
0: But I feel like... <laughs> if, exactly. I feel like you, you, at the same time you ask somebody to believe in an imaginary set of circumstances... To use the cliched kind of consensus yeah. of what we do as we do. Believe in the imaginary set of circumstances, go there, create a little, you know, suppressed uh, you know creature, and then you go last night cheers, I'll go for a drink, get really fucking drunk, and then go home and you're on your own. Do you yeah. think there's a sense that the industry perhaps needs to take more care of people in that way? Like that or or, or is that a is that a slippery slope to the point where actors I think you know, you. you. I mean,
1: that's the first thing I thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, me, me and my girlfriend uh, would uh, would disagree on on some of this. You know, she. She's, <clears throat> I don't know. I think sometimes you you know, there's certain roles that require certain things and even if you're enjoying it and you're not making a big deal about it and requiring that everyone calls you by character it's none of that it's not yeah the the the, the fluff that goes around the kind of the the ideas of method acting but sometimes you put yourself through something in order to to play a role and i
0: think yeah Listen, the fact that we're discussing this hesitantly says it all. So, like, I, I, my instinct is to apologise for it by going, oh, Lord, did you, oh,
1: but, but
0: no, I mean, th- I've but often, there is something. Like,
1: I've often found myself in a situation whereby I'm sp- the money I earn through going on stage, pretending I'm mad. I'm, I'm spending on therapy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what kind of strange cycle is this? Mm. You know. I'm kind of actually playing a someone with the the roof lifted off, and then having to pay someone else to kind of put it back on again. Put it back on Get and the roofers in. Yeah, so, you know, I've I've had to do that. I've I've had to um,
0: I think. Then the answer is we do need to give, uh, we definitely we say do. we, but it's not like we're the people empowered to do this. But it feels like there needs to be at least a move towards that. It's the first time I've actually thought about it. Really, to be honest, mm. Nearing the end of this wrapping it up. Uh, there's a few questions I'd like to ask, which are kind of fairly standard and ask everybody. Um, but I'm always, always interested at in the answers. Do you consider yourself successful? Yeah. Uh, would your younger self consider where you are now to be successful? Yeah. Um, how do you define success then?
1: Well, I think for me, what I set out to do is my younger self was for it to be my job. Um, it, like to to earn a living by it, that was that was the the bar that I set when I, you know, when I was at college, I wanted to be it to be my only job. That was you know, um, and I think as you know, as I got older, I think I've 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 changed it into like fulfilling your potential and feeling like you've got to, exp- you know, express yourself fully. And not feel frustrated with opportunities, n- n- you know. Be it forever frustrated with that. I suppose we all will, but haven't had a crack at it. And said, "No, did my best there." You know, I feel like of yeah. If, if I he- if I die tomorrow, I'll be like, yeah, that's that's. that's uh, I think I'm I'm happy with like. Uh, the, the opportunities I've had and stuff. Do you know what I mean? I, I you, have, you have to say that. i And not like, I just want to keep enjoying it. I think it's
0: yeah, it's got e- of It's mine. got
1: easier to be, but harder in different ways. But yeah, sometimes you can put certain things to bed. You know what I mean? Just um, like, play Richard III, the RSC. No, I'm mean, like, I was, I did that and thought like, fuck me, that's I've got that forever. I'm proud of that. Yeah, and and. I, that does make me feel yeah.
0: proud and, and like successful it, it, um, by my own terms. Yeah. Um, if you could go back and offer that younger self, I guess probably the younger self. Let's go back. The younger self who decided to call himself an actor. If you could go back in a kind of, you know, uh quantum leap kind of way, let's use a 90s parallel uh, and whisper in your own ear, a few bits of advice that would help the intervening years pass with a little less anxiety perhaps um, avoiding a few bumps in the road what might you say to your younger self what advice would you give loss
1: (laughs) try not to worry so much it won't Really affect the outcome. Enjoy it. I have enjoyed it.
0: No, I can tell. Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Last thing to ask before I go is Are you in anything at the minute? Well,
1: it's funny. Funny you should ask (laughs) that. I'm
0: set here. Is that the time? (laughs) (laughs) And that, as they say, is that we are now five days in, halfway through series three of the Honest Actors Podcast, sponsored by TodayTix. So. I can tell you that that is it for now. We're not going to go another episode tomorrow. I am now off for Christmas. You are too. Please go back and listen to the other ones if you haven't already. Go back and listen to the other series. And as I say, check out the blogs at honestactors.com. You won't regret it. I'll be back with you in the new year. Until then, happy Christmas to each and every one of you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of this journey up till now. I hope you'll stick with me and uh, there are plenty more where these came from. Happy Crimbo. Speak to you soon.